Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of The Blacksmith's Furnace. This time with me, Pete. Man like Mo. We don't have Robert here, but we are, we know he's with us in spirit. Mm. Um, so any ratchetness you hear, it's Robert. It's, it's, it's his spirit just making itself known. Um, all right, let's let's get into it. So, quick question. Mm-hmm. Have you watched, listened to, read anything about the trial of R. Kelly? So, my wife was watching it and I was just listening, passively listening to it mm. as I was doing other things. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I have. Right. Passively. I haven't. Mm. But I've listened to a lot of reactions to it. Mm. I've uh, I've watched a lot of reactions to it. I've watched, watched a lot of people's thoughts on it. <laughs> um, uh, but I haven't watched it and I refuse to watch it. Mm. Um, just because I don't want I, I don't want that in my mind. Mm. Um, so yeah, however, I felt... It, I, I wanted to ask something about it because... The narrative is clear, and I don't want to say narrative because narrative makes it sound um, fabricated. Mm. But the story is clear. Mm-hmm. He has issues, mm-hmm. um, and there are people that have suffered from these issues and are coming mm. out now. And and the um, the general response is cancel R. Ke- R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. There are said some, very mildly. Well, <laughs> yeah, there are some that are fighting his corner. Mm-hmm. Some that are like, well, you've got two camps there. Those that are fighting his corner, saying the ladies are lying. This mm-hmm. is just um, trying to bring a black man down. And then those that are like, oh, well, you know, separate the art from the artist. And mm-hmm. He's got issues, but his art's perfect, so we're we're all good. My quick question, my first question is, as part of the documentary, apparently he himself was abused mm. um, by some family member when he was younger. But what we are seeing is no one's really, if you bring that up, mm-hmm. people are just like, well, people have suffered from yeah. him and his actions after the fact are clearly, he's planned this, he knows what mm. he's doing. So that's not an excuse. And I'm not saying it is an excuse, but my question is, does that not count for anything? The fact mm-hmm. that he himself was also abused. Not not to say it's an excuse, but my question is, does it not count for anything? And if it does, what does it count for? Mm. I think I think that it's difficult. Um, it's difficult just because of how calculated and how widespread the abuse from his side is mm. and was mm. um, I say it is because some of them are still dealing through what like the re- the residue of it mm. um, and so it's difficult to almost give someone a milder sentence based on what they've gone through in light of how calculated and how intentional the pursuit was mm. and everything was. So it's almost like um, a serial murderer 
who grew up in a violent neighborhood mm. and stuff like that and actual violent parents and like siblings and stuff and then he grew up with this psychological impediment which then led him down the path of being a serial murderer mm. will still get trialed as a serial murderer and i know that the court of law will recognize that there's there's a psychological thing which might then um mean some sort of he might get like sectioned or something like that mm. but the grief of those whose families family members they has been murdered won't it doesn't necessarily appease it no um and i think that's that's the difficult part because it's like yes it should count for something and yes there should be some sort of um something done towards him to help reverse some of that damage mm. and so whether it's like counseling whether whatever it may be to help reverse that damage but at the same time he should be held accountable for his actions and those around him should be held accountable for enabling him to do this absolutely uh, absolutely but okay so i'm i'm clearly playing devil's advocate because mm. i don't i think of i think of my goddaughter leah i think of my mom my sister mm. i think of women that could also have suffered mm. at the hands of a predator like mm. like himself and i just get angry mm. so i'm not saying he's right in in any way however i i think it's because again, he hasn't even been tried in court. It's, mm. So far, it's just the court of popular opinion that have cancelled R. Kelly. Um, but I, I find it somewhat difficult to reconcile the fact that we're quick to we're quick to say, and it's hard to say it because people have suffered. Mm. But it's like we're quick to just throw everything out mm. on the basis of, yeah, well these ladies have come forward mm. in this time mm -hmm. if that makes sense because i feel like back in the day we would we were more we were more willing <laughs> we're more willing not to forgive but to overlook not not even overlook take into consideration mm. the circumstances mm -hmm. when it comes to stuff like even drugs or gangs yeah. or things like that like we're quick to point out well he's from a rough area mm. if he turns out to have sold drugs and yeah. the drugs have killed people or he stabbed someone we're quick to acknowledge mm. especially as black people that mm -hmm. well he lived in an area where everyone's got a knife so he had a knife on him we kind of understand yeah we don't condone we understand yeah. However, with this, I feel like it's been quick to go to the other side mm. to to just cancel, especially when we know that maybe he's even had some abuse. Mm -hmm. It's it's been very quick to go to the mm. other side and be like, yeah. Nah, he I deserves. Think, I think one thing I would push back against the just the word quick. Okay. Um, just simply because the documentary has been years in the making. Got you. Um, and when the documentary was first. So like when research and everything was first like made public, mm. people were pushing against it under the notion of, well, he's still making all like making all this music, they're mm. lying, but like different reasons, but they're pushing against it. Right. Trying mm. to be a lot more tolerant. Mm. Um, yes, the times that we do live in now have almost been that catalyst to help push it to the forefront even more mm. um, and a lot quicker than it was able to mm. before. Cause even I had no idea about these, um, how extensive this was until mm. I, I watched that. Mm. And if you weren't in these times now, I wouldn't have really 
paid much attention to that. Got you. Um, even down to the fact that apparently Aaliyah was involved as well. Where yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Apparently he married Aaliyah while she was like 15, 12 yeah. or 15, yeah. And so it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I think one thing that makes me really hesitant, especially around um, males' behaviour towards females, mm. is that the... Afro, the African, I can only speak from African tradition, but it's not, you know, not even African tradition because I'm reading the Bible and I'm seeing it in it. But it's like, um, there seems to be quite a lot of leniency or explaining away a man's behavior towards a woman, mm, mm. Um, which almost trivializes her mm. experience. Mm. Um, like a woman can get sexually assaulted, ah, oh, ignore him, he was drunk. Mm. So does his him being drunk excuse the fact that he just groped another woman without her consent? Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, or even where they all come well, she was dressed provocatively. Yeah. And yeah. So can you blame him? And stuff like that. I'm just like, yeah. well, that's not mm. really an excuse. Mm. And it's almost insinuating that, well, she's a second class citizen. Mm. Mm. Um, simply by virtue of he's being left to kind of go along with it and yeah. your ordeal has not been addressed no. to just be like oh just, just sweep it under the rug mm. um, to the extent where like women have shared rape stories with their parents and the parents of mothers and mothers are oh, all women go through that just sweep just suck it up yeah and it's just like yeah. mate I mean that is characteristic of, of African of African um culture to be honest well and, and asian culture i, yeah, I, hear I as believe well. so yeah. yeah and it's just like and so for me i'm just in a position where i'm like it, sh it shouldn't be mm -hmm. it shouldn't be men and women should be held accountable for their actions mm -hmm. um yes we should take into consideration like the domino effect of how we got there mm -hmm. um what things kind of triggered this but also like you, if you slap someone, you should be held accountable for that, mm. regardless of whatever provoked it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I I understand and I agree in the sense of that there has been a sort of leniency before, but I almost feel like that's been part of the problem, mm. in that people are starting to fight back against that leniency because it's happened. It's it's so abundant, mm. where ordeals have then been like, oh, just just get over it. Mm. Um, or almost you, as you said. Well, you 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 wanted it. Yeah. Why did you go into his room in the first place? Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's, it is a difficult one. It is a difficult one. Um, I say difficult from the perspective of the balance between the leniency and being held accountable. Not mm. difficult in a sense of recognizing what has happened. Mm. Um, so yeah. The, the balance between just recognizing that he has been abused and it has had some impact on him and everything like that. But also just recognizing that, dude, you are in such an influential position. Yeah. You hold so much power just by mm. virtue of who you are. Mm. And you have used that as as a, as essentially a trampoline to jump into this. Yeah. yeah. And just abuse, leave a trail of abuse behind you. It's... It's darkly funny how you look at some of the song titles and now in light of this, you're like, wait, what? Fam. Age ain't nothing but number. number. 
What's that? What? <laughs> my mind is telling me no, but my body is telling me <laughs> yes. yes. Come on. She's got that vibe about a 15-year-old Aaliyah. I was like, what? And then, and then <laughs> Charlemagne, <laughs> God, yeah, Charlemagne pointed out, <laughs> he calls himself the Pied Piper. Mm. And the Pied Piper led the children the away children, yeah. with music. Yep. I was like, okay. It's been right in our faces. It's right there. It's right there. there. But it's, yeah, yeah. What's, okay, let me ask this first. Do you think there'll be more stories of this in the music industry? We've seen this. <laughs> We've seen this with the Catholic priest. Mm-hmm. We've seen this with the movie industry. Yes. Um, let me not say Catholic priest. We've seen this with priests. Yes. Um, uh, we've seen this in the movie industry. It's slightly making its way into the music industry. Mm-hmm. This whole Me Too thing. Yeah. Do you think there'll be more cases of it? Um, okay, I think... Um, I want there to be mm. in that I want there I w- so in having daughters and in, in just loving my wife mm. and in having conversations a lot more conversations with females and seeing just how they have been treated by men and not saying that men haven't been treated equally as bad by women some cases worse mm. um, but there's almost like in some situations, women are stripped of power mm. in the way that they've been treated. Now, obviously, there are some situations in which men are treated bad and they're stripped of power, like paternity, um, things around children and stuff like that, where guys are essentially like just, for the most part, don't really have a say outside of whatever the mother's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's making me a lot more aware and mindful of these situations and the thing that gets to me the most was that a lot of the advocates of the women who were a part of this and I say a part loosely not like willing willing participants but um, they were Afro-Caribbeans and the argument is that you didn't you didn't um, fight for me Mm as you would have done a Caucasian. Yeah. 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 And so that, and I'm surrounded by black girls. Mm. And I'm just like, how do we protect our own Mm. when society is almost like cheapening their worth? Mm. Um, And so even in like the Me Too movement was started by Afro-Caribbeans. A lot of the stuff, a lot of the people that have kind of come out have been around and I know that there's been some high profiled Caucasians as well who have come out um, who have shared their stories not come out who have shared their stories but I'm almost like I want a sense of justice mm. for the Afro-Caribbean women mm. I want a sense of justice I want a sense of I want society to come with a unified voice to reaffirm them and say that yo, like you matter. Your your pain matters. Um, we're not just calling you to to brush it under the rug, but your pain matters, um, and you are important. Mm. So I I want that. I want them to share their voices, and I want society to respond appropriately mm. to it, and not just be like, oh, you're just jumping on the bandwagon. There will be people who are doing that. Yeah. 
um, but I want society to, to respond appropriately. What's the Christian response? What's with what's going on? What, what's the Christian mentality supposed to be towards it? That's a difficult one, mm. um, and it's difficult because as a Christian, we we have a a sense of duty to both the persecuted and the persecutor. Mm. Mm. Um, in doing like safeguarding and stuff, we are like the church is one of the few places where you will find both the abused and the abuser. Mm. Yeah. And so in safeguarding, how do we safeguard the abused if the abuser is in the, in, is yeah. in the vicinity? Mm. Because as a place of worship, we can't bar one person or another from coming in. No. We could like, so you sit there, you sit there, blah, blah. These are things that we need to kind of keep. Mm. We need to hold intention and we need to kind of keep at the forefront of our minds. Mm. Um, and so we, we, there's a sense of service and a sense of care to both of these people. Yeah. And I feel as though we now is it a christian's place to hold the abuser accountable and be like you've abused this person you need whatever mm. um to intentionally and re repeatedly point out your flaws because mm. i don't necessarily believe that you, well, that's what jesus does no, no. um but then there is so i'll actually I'll let, I'll let you finish your point first but there's a there's definitely a, a place in which we are to the abused a refuge and a place where they can find healing mm. they can find restoration mm. they can find a, a support network a, a community that will be there for them yeah and will help them grow and to move forward in, in their situation mm. now our response to the abuser is yes there is a sense of conviction of sin and movement towards righteousness mm. But it's like, how does that? I know that's going to be circumstantial. Mm. Not, it's not of going to be one yeah, one yeah. size fits all. But it's yeah. like, I can't picture. Because in all honesty, if like a rapist was to come to me, oh yeah, I'll punch you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, I will struggle. I will struggle to just be like, it's like I will sympathize with you in the sense of sin and blah 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 and this and that. But I'm just like, you violated another person. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think that there is the um, there is the precedent set by Paul, I believe, when you were speaking to uh, which group was it uh, that there was someone amongst them that was sleeping with Corinthians, yes, he was sleeping with his dad's wife, and he was boasting about it. Mm -hmm. And the guys there were egging him on, as yeah. opposed to calling him out. On mm. it. So I think there is precedent for. As you, as you so rightly said, the church is in one place where both are invited, mm -hmm. the abuser and the abused, mm -hmm. um, because both require healing, both require, both need God mm. desperately. Yeah. Um, but I think there is room for this sort of, not necessarily pompous, not necessarily, I'm not doing your sin, so I'm going to call you out. Yeah, yeah. But there is room for what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. I have to call you out on it. Yeah. And then, you know, even going to the extent of, as Paul says, excommunication, mm -hmm. if the person is boasting about it. So I, I imagine a, a scenario where, because what we're seeing from the, from the, um, from the documentary as well is 
this isn't something that was necessarily like very very well hidden these are things that people knew of mm-hmm. like the rumor about Alea had been going on for a while mm-hmm. you know these these some of the other um, victims are now coming forward mm-hmm. but this is something at least people within the vicinity yeah. knew of mm-hmm. so I feel like if it was in a church I, I feel like it's it would be the pastor's responsibility to say no <laughs> Once the songs cut, start coming out, it's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, and then unless the pastor was involved himself, well, that's a whole different situation. Which unfortunately, now we can't say, yeah, no, he definitely wouldn't be involved yeah. because we don't know. Sometimes, like, there's we been situations know. in which the pastor has been a ringleader. Yeah, which is, um, yeah, I think that there's there's a clear distinction between boasting in it, where it's like, yeah, I hit that or whatever, yeah, yeah. um, and there's another situation in which. So, so it's like you have, um, you have been subject to this. Mm. So someone's a family member has done this to you and now it's left a psychological scar in which now you're struggling with this yourself. Mm. Um, now in R. Kelly's position, people argue whether it's a struggle, whether he gave into it, blah, 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 this and that. But it's like you are going through this yourself and... As a church, how do we support you in that we know that this is your struggle? So we know that this is your struggle, but when you come to the church, you're going to be exposed to the same category of people that you're struggling against, that your struggles will in relations to. How do we work with you in such a way that we keep a healthy boundary on you we keep healthy checks on you we keep you accountable not not only on a sunday mm. but throughout the week mm. without it being in, like so imposing mm. where so we for you at five o'clock every morning where are you what are you doing there's a difference between someone who is struggling with the sin and someone who's indulging in the sin as in the case of um first corinthians yeah so um if if like someone who's actively engaged in it and someone who is for instance on a register mm. and so when he does a dbs it comes up mm. but he's not necessarily living that lifestyle anymore how do we obviously in terms of someone who's indulging in it we confront them with that sin but someone who's not indulging in it but is still marked by it mm how do we keep them accountable? Mm, yeah. And and so it's just like, there's different degrees and stuff. Now, obviously in R. Kelly's situation, he was still indulging in it. Mm, but he wasn't. Now, well, yeah, he still is now. Yeah. He has the whole sex house <laughs> thing. And people aren't, well, people are trying to keep him accountable now. Mm. However successful that, that may be. Mm. Um, and so just that dynamic in that, and, the sad thing now is that even if one church excommunicates someone, they're just going to cross the street and go to it's another one. one. Yeah. Whilst in, in um, Paul's time, there was just the one localized church. Yeah. So yeah. if they excommunicated you, oh, we know that you've been excommunicated. Mm. And I guess now, you know, a, a church would want to do some sort of research on someone before you come in, if, 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 it, if any. Yeah. yeah. But, because yeah, people can just mad. walk into a church door 
walk, walk through church doors and you just yeah. be like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna come work. And then after two, three weeks, you're on a rotor. I know the pastor is saying it's all oh, potential tights. You know, like that. <laughs> As opposed to who that person actually is. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that sense of accountability and that sense of cross-communication within churches aren't, yeah. isn't necessarily there. Mm. Always, anyways. Um, so how, how do we hold these... T- Biblically, as Christians, how do we hold these sort of people accountable? Yeah. So hopefully people won't notice that there's been a break where we paused <laughs> and added another microphone. But we now have a female voice on hey. uh, on here. I don't know if there's anything you wanted to say about I just the think whole R. Kelly thing. Well, it's atrocious. Um, and I've always believed it prior to the focus on the documentary now. Um I remember when we found out that he got married earlier Mm. and we were young at that time, but I knew it was wrong. And I think, um, and I think as a black girl growing up, you're very aware at 15, 16, that older men are going to approach you. Mm. Generally, Mm. um, I used to get stopped in my, in my school uniform by big men driving cars that want me to come and talk to them. I used to hate having to walk past the barbershop because in the barbershop, there's big men who are going to try and get your attention. And so it's not out of ordinary for that to happen. Um, Obviously on this kind of scale and to this level of abuse with the fame and the power and the money and the ability to be the Pied Piper, he has caused a lot of damage. But I think what this should um, hopefully evoke is conversations in family homes about the prevalence of that. There's lots of young girls now who are being picked up after school by big men. Mm. You know, grooming happens in all society. It's not just when um, when it's a celebrity involved. And I think the problem that I have is that there's a lot of women who don't believe them who are online talking about, oh, you were just after money or you just um, telling lies now, why are you crying now, blah, mm. blah, blah, mm. as if there's a, a time limit on being able to talk about your abuse. Mm. Um, but also this this kind of concept of the fast girl, as if there's a certain type of girl, I feel like black girls are sexualized anyway. And so when it's us involved in these kind of situations, it's almost like we brought it on ourselves. There was something we must have been doing Mm. to cause that to happen. And we must have been asking it, like secretly we must have wanted it. And so there's less empathy Mm. um, for us. I think in terms of the church, there really needs to be education on um, who you leave your children around um, and discussion around safeguarding, not just in the church setting, but for the people that are coming to church about what to do if you see signs, um, if your children are changing behavior, because the changes will come out. You just might not recognize them as coming from a place of abuse. Mm. And I think it's something we don't talk about enough. Right. I, I want to come back to the conversation about our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, let's do our hookups. Okay. Let's, let's uh, do some quick hookups and then we'll come back to to that. Um, so I'll go first with a hookup. My hookup is a not a re-hook, re-hookup, <laughs> but it's the Daily Order Bible chronological. 
because that's what I'm going through now. Last year, I did the daily audio Bible, um, and literally every day last year, the it's a podcast. Uh, they also have an app, and every single day there's like a 10, 15 minute reading. Last year, it was um, a book in the Old Testament, a book in the New Testament, a proverb, and a psalm or a part of the psalms. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> listening to him. <laughs> and, and last year we went through the whole bible so mm. for the first time in my life i read the whole bible and this year we're doing uh it's the daily of the bible chronological and it's the guy the pastor who did last year's one. i think it's his daughter oh, that reads dope. this one so again 10 minutes and it's just the story as it's gone so we're already mm. in job having gone from genesis because job's mm. the oldest book in the bible um so after the creation story job then we'll move on chronologically. And it's, nice. again, by the end of the year, we'll go through the whole Bible. It's just dope. Um, it's easy listening. So <laughs> give that a try. Daily Order Bible. You can find it wherever you find this podcast, actually. But I'll finish listening to this podcast first. <laughs> um, who wants to go next with the with your hookup? Okay. Um, so my hookup is an app called Abide. It's a Christian meditation app. Um, it's really cool. You can listen to devotions for five minutes up to 15 minutes. And it's usually a scripture and then they guide you in prayer. And it's about you spending time just meditating on God and giving him that um, attention. Mm. And there's also spaces where you can write in the journal um, and they do like certain theme topics. If you want to study on forgiveness or prayer, there's different things. Um to get full access, you need to pay, but um, you can do it for hey, free as well. Support the kingdom, man. Support the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. If you if you try it out and you think it's worth it, then I think it's like twenty pounds for the year, which is not that bad. To be honest. Ooh, it's not. Yeah. I'll see. Um, last your last um, hookup you mm-hmm. gave was the family timetable thing. Oh yeah, time tree calendar. Yeah, the time tree. Yeah, which was dope. I tried it. My wife was about care. to give that. Oh, snap. <laughs> I've already given it before. Okay. I'm just about to give that. <laughs> my wife doesn't care for apps, so it's a bit redundant in our family. But I, I love the fact that you She'll could get to it. have it, uh, have it, have it around. It's just dope. Ah, yeah. uh, that is just <laughs> just, just throwing, throwing a curveball. The spirit is real. <laughs> the fact that because as soon Do you as know what his hiccup should be, the book he tried to steal from me. Actually, yeah. Where yeah. is that book actually? <laughs> the, the funny thing is when you were about to start I was going to say oh, your last hookup that would have given you time to figure <laughs> that out that <laughs> there's um my hookup would be um the journal that my wife has just been given that I'm currently coveting that he tried to steal I'm currently coveting it's by Crossway um, Crossways um it's a journal but it's got the book of Mark right beside it um so one page the left-hand page is the scriptures. The right-hand page is just line sheets that you can journal. And it's the ESV um, version as well, which... We need to do like an episode on um, Bible versions. Because yeah. that, that get, it gets dark when you look at some of the stuff mm-hmm. that some of the versions do. So yeah, ESV. ESV is like my go-to. ESV and New King James are like my go-to. Mm. Um, so yeah, ESV. Definitely highly recommend that. So yeah, that um, Crossways... Book of Mark journal. Do they do every book, every gospel? I don't know, but they've got, we've got the whole Bible, a crossway, whole Bible journal. Okay. That's not even that big. Yeah, it's not. But the 
There's notes on each page. Just There's notes on each page, mm. and it's quite small. Right, the right, font's right, quite small, right. so you might be able to get. There's not as much space to write in for the whole Bible, mm. um, but again, Crossway, journaling Bible, ESV, and it's like not leather bound, but it's hardback. Ha- all right, all right, hardback. All right. <laughs> all right. It's hardback. Apparently. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, apparently. <laughs> right. Okay. So. Um, coming back to the conversation about our culture, because James, you mentioned about how like black females are highly sexualized. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that as well with Latina women, mm-hmm. with um, um, ethnic women in general. Really. I was thinking of another one. Well, yeah, yeah, but yes, yeah, you're you're, you're right. How how much of it of this is culture, and what's what's our responsibility with dealing with it so when i say that like if i if i think of women that should have affected me or should have or, or that i've been exposed to that would have affected me in my life tread carefully mm. <laughs> i like hip-hop mm-hmm. i like martial arts and mm. martial arts the women presented like even in games like mortal Kombat and, yeah. and street fighter yeah. even though they are extremely sexualized they're not. I don't see them that way. I see them as fighters, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. it, it's you see them more for their fighting co- capability than you do for the curves and and and, mm. and, and whatever, which is normally grossly exaggerated. Yeah. But then if I look at hip hop, I'm looking at if I if I if I'm trying to look at the top people in hip hop now. Mm. You got Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. You got Cardi B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beyonce, Rihanna. Um, these these guys aren't like by virtue of the product that they put out. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Well, maybe maybe it's the label, maybe it's whatever. But they are very sexualized. Mm-hmm. So how much of this is actually on us? I think so. Um, before James jumps in, or even as James jumps in, um, in my study around. Yeah, just cultural stuff. There's there's the apparent nature of how in in attempts to demonize the black race. So I can only speak from the black race because that's that's where my understanding or knowledge kind of is. Mm. In attempts to demonize the black race, there there was this um, portrayal of the oversexualization. There are the black race is oversexualized. So the men were seen as um, predators. predators sex-hungry guys, like, huge um, scrotums or whatever, and just... Uh, and that's... But that, that's the thing. That's the thing that, in terms of... Um, huge genitalia, should I say. In terms I of... Why scrotum was... I know, I was the scrotum. He um, just didn't want to say penis, which yeah, is what he meant. But it's like, that. that is a stereotype that black guys are happy to, to progress. More mm. than happy to progress mm. um, to the point where if you say something contrary, you're almost seen as less than, mm. um, which is interesting. Where when the stereotype is quote unquote beneficial, we're mm. happy to kind of carry it forward, mm. but when it's not, we're like, we don't want to. Yeah. But that also um, bore weight on the female side where, as well, where slave masters will sleep with the slaves and stuff, but mm. they'll be seen as they're sexualized anyways. They're, they're like always horny, they're always on it, blah, 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 this and that. Um, it's about their body shapes as well. The body shapes yeah. as well. And it's like they were reduced 
to just things. Okay. To be interacted with sexually or interacted with from a, a position of what the other can gain from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been perpetuated. Okay. And it's been so perpetuated that it's been to a degree internalized by some. Mm. And so when we have these artists who are up there doing that, they have not only internalized them, but they're also perpetuating the stereotypes that have been handed down. Right. Um, and whether sex they, sells. Hmm? And sex sells, yeah. Mm. Whether they, well, in our society currently it does. Um, and it's like whether they um, intentionally do, do it or not, they are still perpetuating it. And mm. guys as well perpetuate it in terms of, in hip hop now, they're always talking about how many people they've slept with or mm. how many girls want them mm. or how big their penis are or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And mm. it's just like, we are still perpetuating it. Mm. Yeah. And we are still, from the feminine side, we are still buying enhancements mm. to perpetuate it. Mm. We're still trying to show the curves and trying to do whatever to, to, to perpetuate it. So it's something that, like the oppressed have internalized their oppression mm-hmm. and in turn are continuing it. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's not it's not straightforward in terms of solutions or straightforward in terms of what what can be done around it. Mm. But that's an observation. Um, yeah. But don't you think like because so my 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 thing with I appreciate what you were saying about how it's become a internalized um, narrative or narrative. Yeah, yeah we, we've internalized the oppression. Um, that that was put on us. However, I find a danger is we then look to someone else to solve it, mm. if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. it's not our fault, we look to so- the person whose fault it is to solve it, mm. where today that's not happening. Yeah. So yeah. we have to do something ourselves. Yeah. And my question is, what what can we do? Yes, that we makes educate sense? ourselves. Which it, yeah. We educate, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is easier said than done, but yeah. What was the initial question? So the initial question was how much of of what we're seeing now is as a result of the culture and how much of that is on us to change? Okay, so what I would say is that part of our culture is secrecy. And because of that, there are grown people that have been abused when they were young and have never had help for that abuse Mm. and have continued in problematic sexual activity without necessarily understanding the root of that. And especially for men, I feel like there's black men that have been abused that don't even realize they've been abused Mm. because um, sex is so celebrated for black men that it's just like, oh, well, I just started early in it. And like, obviously I just got more skills, Mm. but you were eight. Mm. why was somebody even trying to get you in that place when you were eight years Mm. old like you were taken advantage of Mm. um so i think that because it hasn't been discussed that allows the cycle to continue because it means that people that have been abused can continue to abuse because they haven't healed and i'm not saying everybody that gets abused abuses Mm. but we as a people generally have a blind eye to this kind of behavior as if it doesn't exist. Mm. And it's like, you want to talk about R. Kelly, but what about your own daughter in your house or your mm. niece? Like these these behaviors are happening 
in our families because mm. it's usually a family member that will abuse you um and yet nothing is done and so the problem that i have is i can see peter's knuckles twitching it's a family member so no but it's true yeah. i think what we what we're taught is be afraid of the stranger mm. that's what we're taught but mm. really what happens is it's the uncle or it's the older cousin or the stepdad or who, or whoever that is the one that's sleeping in your bedroom at night because who else is going to have access to you at those times so I think it is about education but it's about freedom to express yourselves because if we talk about girls as being fast and being after men then they're not going to ever feel like they have the potential to be believed mm. and that stereotype is also on on girls and men alike mm. would you not say a big part of all of this is the pervasion uh, of the concept of sex like what what led to a lot of these guys wanting to um you know wanting to abuse like little girls or, or even even on an adult adult level what happened to this rampant desire for sex that has led to people of power you know using their power to try and get sex or us being so susceptible to the idea of sex selling stuff like that like mm. would you not say there's been a fundamental pervasion of the idea of sex yeah but that's as old as time right mm. sex has oh. been perverted all the way through the bible so that's just a people problem i think it's more about my daughter's like look there's some games that i'm trying to play on this ipad and you haven't paid for them so (laughs) put your bank details here here and here (laughs) so i i um i don't just think it's pervasion because pervasion pervasion has already existed Mm. i think it's also about power and control Mm -hmm. and the need for that and in some ways i think if you have been a victim of abuse power has been taken away from you Mm -hmm. and so you can be more susceptible to wanting to put other people in that position not necessarily because you want to abuse them but because you want to regain power power that has been stolen from you Mm -hmm. um and I also feel that if things have happened to you in your childhood that you haven't dealt with, that you can be stuck sexually at a certain age. Mm-hmm. And for R. Kelly or anybody who has been had problematic things happen to them when they're older, there can be an age that you just get stuck at and you, you, you can't get past mm-hmm. that age. Um, not excusing any of his nonsense, to be yeah. honest. Um, but I've listened to a lot of the stories of the girls that were in the house and have escaped, gone back, escaped, gone back, the ex-wife, all of these stories. And what really struck me was one of the jurors who acquitted R. Kelly. And I couldn't believe he got acquitted. It's mad. There's video evidence. But anyway, um, and he basically said, I didn't believe the girls because I didn't like how they looked and what they were wearing. Right. And I just disregarded their testimony. Mm. That's problematic. Mm. And it, it's like, 
it, it, it's similar to what we were saying a few weeks back in terms of in Ghana, JSS, when you hit JSS 1, yeah, like you get abused, you get abused. Yeah. and then you're almost Not sexually, wait. just physically, Physi- emotionally, like, spiritually, go, in go, every go, other way. I have, I have issues. <laughs> go, go fetch my water, w- yeah. wash my stuff. Like, yeah. you brought food, cool, it's mine now. What yeah. are you gonna eat? Yeah, um, and then all you do to get through that is wait till you hit wait till SS3 you hit that time, and you're like, gonna you do can that do that, to that time. right? And that's about power and control, yeah. And it's like, there's been, um, I think there's, there's a lot around just. Um, abuse of power in it as well, where it's like, this is what I want. I've got the power. You can't do nothing in this, so I'm just going to exert my power over you. Mm. Um, and some people use it as a mean of a means of displaying their power. Mm. So I know that in like um, civil wars and stuff, um, I can't remember exactly where, but one of the soldiers was saying that in the civil war, they were literally like, why waste bullets when you can rape them? That was the mentality they went into into places with. Damn. And it's like, th- that was such a display of power mm. that they they found it economical. Yeah, but also in those wars, they would tie up the husband and make him watch yeah. his wife getting raped. And it's, it's a greater destruction in that than just killing them. Because he can't do anything. And she's screaming. And his kids are watching. Like you tear down the whole element of who he is Mm -hmm. in that one act. Mm. And sex has always been used to break people in that way. Mm. See, I think it's a lot, it's it's much deeper. Um, And as we keep saying, like, there are, as, there are as many solutions as there are members of the community you're trying to help. Mm. Um, and so culturally, there are a plethora of different ways that need to need to address it. But there are certain things, as, as we've said, like secrecy need, needs to stop. Like people do need to be able to voice this. But there needs to be safe spaces where these conversations can be had. And they're believed. But also I feel like men need to realise that your species is whack and you probably know someone that has abused someone. This quickly went into the old men are trash. I didn't say always. that though. I didn't say you're trash. You I said your species said is whack. Species. Oh, well. <laughs> Which I don't think is any better. Well, but I think a lot of the time when, when women are, and I'm not an, a men are trash advocate, right? But when women are saying that, what they're saying is we have experienced negative things from men consistently and our stories are massive and when we come to you with it most men are like but that's not me though okay but it still happens it doesn't take it away from the fact that men are doing this Mm -hmm. and i think that um there are ways in which men hide their deviant behavior around their friends but also ways in which it is encouraged there's conversations where boys will be like, oh, so what, did you smash that? Yeah. Not, how was your night? Like, is she a nice girl? What did you guys talk about? What's she doing with her life? No, nah, it's just about whether you got what you wanted to get out of it and then you want to rate her. Like, I was on the bus. These boys must have been in about year eight, year nine. And they were talking about these two girls and I swear I wanted to slap them. And one of them was like, yeah, but... Tiana, yeah, like her face is whack, but she's got good boobs, though, innit? 
and this one, yeah, like it's just an arse thing. Sorry, just, Tiana. So no, o- honestly, and they were they were all strategizing on how they could get Tiana to like give it up to them, mm. and that's what they care about. It's not about who Tiana is as a person or what she wants or likes. It's like I have decided that I want gratification from your body and, and now I'm going to plan and scheme to get it. Mm. And obviously, if you're a boy in those circles and you're like, no, don't do that, like you're going to get mocks, yeah? Um, I understand that. But we can't continue this pattern like without anybody challenging them. Mm. Yeah. I feel like, maybe speaking about my circle of friends, um, because I do know one guy that abused another lady and by virtue of me not wanting to go to prison, um, I don't find myself around him anymore. But with my other friends, I feel like we wouldn't encourage that sort of behavior. Like we we laugh with um, Robert about babes, uh-huh. but it's never to this extent. Uh-huh. Right, agreed. And I think amongst, I wanted to say amongst Christian circles, but that's not true. Nah, right? nah. Not true. Do you know what? Yeah. Do you know what? Some in of the Christian boys have been the worst that I've what? experienced like, I, I, in I, life. I read this story on Twitter, yeah, and it, you know, the ones where you just need to lock your phone and just put it to the side for a mm. while. Yeah, a girl said that her, um, like cousin, um, was caught was caught trying to abuse the daughter of the guy that she he was with, mm. staying with, and so her father thought as a pastor if i take him under my wing i'll be able to to help him out and stuff so she her dad moved that guy into their house thinking that i can be able to do that like um disciple him and stuff more and the guy ended up raping her for a whole year but what did he expect to happen and it's like and this guy was like um he, he was either like a deacon or something like that in the church mm. and apparently like he raped her at church and he like gagged her with their newsletters as he was doing it. And it's just like, and she, she, and even on Twitter, people are like, but why did you allow it for a whole year? And I'm like, are you stupid? Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that annoys me is that people get angry at the wrong things and it's usually the victim. That's why they, call you to do something and you pay attention that's right mm. you've got to pay attention bobs like, i have no idea it? how that correlates <laughs> but it's like i'm glad it doesn't <laughs> and so it's just like just the the blame culture and stuff like that it, it's yeah it, it's but then like Church, so, yeah. so james especially with what you said like i i get the insensitivity of saying why did you let it last a year but I feel God like God does not have you with the resentful voice. Yes, God is not happy with that. Yes, but I feel like that that point kind of raises the fact that people should be more forthcoming in reporting these sort of things. No, not to say it's your fault, mm. but I feel like it's worth highlighting that. Like, don't mm. let it. Not, not to say don't let it, because obviously you're, you're already having power taken away from you yeah. by this going on, by you being abused in this way. Yeah. But be quicker about yeah, reporting and it. Do you know what? People were saying, and the argument was just that, I think she said she was in like the sixth grade, and I don't know what age that mm. is. But 
she, she was saying like, as a child, there's a lot of confusion. Mm. There's a lot of like, what is happening? Mm. I don't want this to happen. Who is going to believe me? And, ju- and also, it's the manipulation of the abuser. Yeah. Because prior to them abusing you, they need to know you're not going to tell. Mm. And so they would have done work to make themselves be a safe space mm. before they abuse you in order to confuse you. And I think what it is as well is that people say, okay, just tell, just tell. But I know a number of girls that did tell and their moms were like, what do you want me to do about it? Or they've been told you're lying. Don't kill the guy. Kill the guy. (laughs) No, but seriously, like, it's a problem where, and especially in families where, um, you know, maybe it's the stepdad or the boyfriend or whatever, yeah? Moms can say things like, you're just jealous. He would never want you. Why would he want you when he's got me? Blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And so there's, there is a level of when your abuser says, who's going to believe you? That's a real thing. Mm. And you can try. And if you tell one person they don't believe you, what does that tell you? Nobody cares about your life. So is there an element of firstly creating a space where children understand that they can come and speak about these things? Yeah, but the only way to do that is to have those active conversations in your house Mm. before it happens. Mm. Because, okay, so for example, I knew that if I got pregnant, yeah, it would be a problem. Mm. Why? Because there's been conversations in my house talking about if you come home with a baby, yeah, this, Mm. this, this is going to happen. So I understand that. Obviously, that's not the greatest thing they could do to me because if I do (laughs) become pregnant, I've already got anxiety and fear about what they're going to do to me. But these are the things that are openly discussed, right? Whereas um, abuse, molestation, those things are not as talked about. Sometimes you have to just not listen to your children. Um, <laughs> Account of. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for for me, one of the things that I'm actively trying to do with Leia is to give her ownership over her body. Mm. And so we don't make her hug anyone mm. that she doesn't want to hug. Mm. We don't even hug her unless we ask her permission mm. because we want to give her that sense that if I don't want to be touched, I don't have to. Touch, yeah. When when you're forced into greeting people and being... um affectionate with people that you don't like because it's polite as a child that tells you that you just have to do what adults tell you to do regardless Mm. of how it makes you feel and so I think all of that education needs to start Mm. early and we need to break the stigma and I think men should talk to their girls in their life and ask them Mm. like educate me on the ways in which men have treated you badly do you feel so I mean part of the point you made which was right was the fact that you know like part of the culture of men is this celebration of sexual conquest mm-hmm. regardless of like the question never is did she want to sleep with you the question was did you smash her right do you feel like with a culture now like the slut walk and mm-hmm. and with with the, the feminist culture well me, me too is even about 
people being abused. Right. But with the whole sexual freedom, do you feel like that's going to come to females as well? Where the the conversation now, like with a slut, well, especially as a perfect example, is I have autonomy of my body and I can sleep with whoever I want to sleep with. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the, the the underlying tagline is you can sleep with whoever you want to sleep with. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be labeled a whore mm-hmm. because men do the same. Yeah. Do you think this culture then will come to females if that carries on? Where the females as well, the conversation will be, did you smash? Maybe they can't exert the physical power over the guy by virtue of body structures, muscle structure, mm-hmm. skeletal structure and stuff like that. But do you feel like that mentality will come if this sort of female, not female, feminist sort of, I think I think it's the wrong sort of feminism, but if that sort of concept gets pushed as well, which it is into I the think, society. I think there's still a lot of ground to cover before that would become like common. Because, mm. like, there's a lot of women that don't believe in the slut walk. Do you know what I mean? And mm. that would never go on it. Mm. Um, I think for some women, they do want to have a stage of sexual freedom where they don't feel judged about what they choose to do. I mean, I know girls that will use men, mm. you know, text them in the middle of the night, get what they want, and then tell them, call your Uber later. Mm. And feel justifies in that mm. because no but I told you what I wanted you gave it to me that's it like I actually have no other use for you you can mm. go now mm. um but I think that while I appreciate that people shouldn't be or shouldn't feel judged by their sexual endeavors especially if you're not Christian right and you're just out here mm. living um I do think that it's bad that women are, are seen as more um, tainted, you know, what, if their body count is high. Like, mm. it's like, oh, like, what kind of girl are you? Mm. It's like, excuse me, yours is like triple mine. I, I don't understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> like, um, mm. <laughs> really and truly. And it's also interesting to me because these boys will sleep with girls and be like oh my god this girl's body kind of like who do you think is sleeping with you like yeah come on (laughs) is it not girls that are sleeping with you Mm. so yeah um so yeah i think there's a lot to be done but i think in how in households and um in churches we need to break the wall of silence Mm. because especially in terms of the example mo gave like it's happening in churches as well And we can't just be like, oh, the Catholic Church. No, the Pentecostal Church. How about that? Yeah. Like, we... The Pentecostal Church is even worse because they... Well, not worse. It's the same thing. They sweep it under for respect and they don't want to lose respect and your family doesn't want to lose respect. Right, so exactly. And that's what I'm talking about, the culture of silence where the secrecy is, oh, no, like, we can't tell people what's going on because we don't want them to look at us differently and we mm. put across this, everything is fine mm. when it's not. Like, your children are broken mm. and in you not... Um, dealing with it you teach them that their pain is not worthwhile like what's more important is how people view the family mm. so all right just be better now jesus was not happy with the jesus was not happy no he was not happy yeah. so yeah well just uh in closing i think a, a big part of 
it falls on men. Mm. I, I think for, for real, a big part of it falls on men. And I can't hold people outside of the church. Like, I can't really say anything to them because mm. I feel like they need to know God anyway. So mm. anything else is just something that will be dealt with by knowing God. But for people in the church, what would you say to men, like from a man to other men, what would you kind of say in terms of this sort of behavior, this sort of abuse culture, um, that kind of we see and that kind of results in things mm. like the example you gave of Twitter, people like yeah. Kelly and stuff like that? I think I'll take it to, I believe it's Philippians, where it says, have this, have the same mind as Christ, where you esteem others higher than yourselves. Mm. Mm. where it's like sexual desire will come to different degrees at different times but if truly we're striving to esteem others higher than ourselves we will we will strive to hold them in the right view mm. and hold them in the right way so you might have sexual desire towards someone but if you're looking to hold them in higher esteem than yourselves you will respect them mm. um, and so having the mind of Christ and um, submitting yourself to what God has said and esteeming, having the humility to esteem others higher than yourselves is what I would actually charge people and say, Yo, let's, let's do this. And that is one that won't just affect um, abuse, but actually affect the way that we interact with one another, the way that we actually approach one another and stuff. Mm. Um, I'll say that. I'll, I'll definitely still say, like, I I still want to hold those outside of the church accountable. Um, simply because it's it's an agreed morally good and wholesome thing to do to not rape and, and not abuse people. For now. For now. True. Because I see a society that doesn't anything like, goes. I, I really see that eventually. I really and do. so it's if, just if like they could do that to lots like bring the guys outside so we can do what we want with them <sighs> i see it happening yeah, yeah yeah a man fully like here my virgin daughters do whatever and i'm yeah. like whoa 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 that whoa. story always like Ugh. i read past it quickly because it's so cringe and it's like there's it's another like, one yeah. where the guy actually gives them his concubine and they abuse her to death yeah, 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 yeah. It's just... because it's the value the value of women in society is is not high but one thing i would say as well and this mm. is just like a personal experience is that sometimes if if a girl comes to you with like a concern like this this guy at church makes me feel off key like take her seriously and then like she knows what she's talking about mm. so i body bag <laughs> don't kill no one um so i was my like John Doe. Can I tell my story <laughs> without the ad libs? Goodness. So I was working on a, a youth project um, with a guy. So my friend, who was like my age, and it was like one of the pastors in his church was trying to set up this youth thing. And I had just finished uni. I really wanted to get into youth work. My friend was like, oh, like, come, like, let's do this thing with this guy. So I'm like, cool. Like, he's your pastor person okay so you you feel like you're low-key safe yeah but there was something about him yeah that was not 
okay for me. Like mm. he made me feel very uncomfortable and he didn't, he didn't touch me. He didn't like do anything that I could like pinpoint, but he made me uncomfortable. And he used to Skype me things like, oh, there's no meeting. We're not having a meeting. There's no scheduled. There's no need for you to talk to me. Mm. Okay. But you're on Skype talking about, oh, I miss you. How was your day? You're a big man. You've got a wife and children. I don't know why you're on my Skype. Mm. Right. And just like calling me princess or cool. I just, there was just something about him. I said to my friend, like, your uncle's dodging it. Like, <laughs> And he was like, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Like he, he's just friendly. I said, your uncle is dodge. Yeah. And he's making me feel dodge. I don't mm -hmm. like it. Mm -hmm. One time we had to go sign some bank stuff and um, he told me everybody was coming to <laughs> sign. Why was it just me when I got there? Mm -hmm. And then after I did the bank stuff, he was like, oh, are you hungry? Do you want to go out to eat? I was like, no, I'm going home. Mm -hmm. um, and this continued to the point where I locked off and I said, I'm not doing it no more. Yeah. He left me the longest voicemail and he's talking about he can't eat he can't sleep because I won't pick up his calls and he doesn't know what he did he just needs to talk to me and I'm like no your problems so when I play this to my friend the one who told me that he's not dodgy he's like oh there must be an explanation the explanation is your uncle's dodge okay <laughs> so later on in life now that happened when I was about 21 or maybe mm. so then last year I'm age 30. I'm talking to one of my friends on the phone, a girl. She also knows of that church, right? She's telling me a story about... Okay, great. About a guy who um, managed to get um, a young girl in the church pregnant. Mm. And she tells me the name of the guy. It's the same guy. And the girl was like 16, 17. And I was like, and I felt bad mm. because I felt like, should I have done more mm. to tell other people yeah. that I felt like he was, because he hadn't done anything specific. Yeah. And also because my friend, he was my actual friend, was like, no, 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 he's a great guy. Yeah. You know, he's a youth pastor. Everybody loves Weiss. him. Da, 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 da. <sighs> I was like, well, no one's going to believe me because I don't even come to your church. Mm. I'm just some outsider. Mm. And I think like we have to be really aware of when when women are trying to, or girls are trying to tell us something mm. about how someone makes them feel. Mm. Because we just know, yeah. like the dodgy uncle, the person that hugs us for too long, that's given us eyes, that answers us questions that are inappropriate. Like, we just know. That's so off. Oh. I blocked him off my Skype because even after the project, he kept hollering me and sending me messages. Trying to get you pregnant. Bruh. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, I, I think that's not necessarily a nice place to <laughs> sign off, but I, I think I think it's true. I think, guys, we need to we need to fix up. We need to do better. We need to do much better. And I think what you said about listening to ladies that bring it up you know girls that that report something it was not really proud of the society mm. god was not very proud that's right so yeah thank you guys um thank you for listening uh sorry for such a heavy topic yeah yeah shout out to 
No one said to pray for R. Kelly as well. <laughs> and no one is still saying it. I mean, I would pray. I would pray for the victims, the survivors, mm. um, because I think a lot of them haven't got or taken professional support. Mm. Um, I think in terms of R. Kelly, I don't think he wants to change. Um, so I would pray more for justice. Mm. Because there's a, there's a Facebook Live of him saying, I don't know why they're trying to do this now. It's too late. I got yeah. my empire. They should yeah. have done it 30 years ago. Yeah. So, I mean. Right. I think that, that, says, that says it all. Thank you guys for listening. Um, shout out to Robert. Shout out to uh, the... Other amazing logo, Calvin Turner. Calvin Turner for the other amazing Rude logo. For the intro out outro. Rude for the intro outro. Rude had... I think I mentioned last night, but he released some new music. Uh, check it out. I thought you might say Rude Hollered us for royalties. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> no, he said it, it, it's royalty free. It's cool. Um, but yeah, shout out to Rude. Shout out to uh, Calvin. Um, writers and scribes. Is anything happening soon? Um, we are just expanding. We're doing a lot of new projects. Um, so just look out. Yeah. You can go on the Jem's website. Got, just got back. Well, not just, but you got recently back from America. I did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you call. go to writersandscribes.org, you can sign up to our newsletter and get updates about what's coming up next. Sweet. Sign up for the newsletter, and um, I think that's the. I think that's the furnace. Nope, we got sixty-six. The sixty-six. Tell us about that. <laughs> sixty-six. Um, rah. <laughs> rah. You weren't expecting that, were you? I know. I forgot. <laughs> I completely forgot because anyway so the 66 is a it's going to be like a chronological bible study um just going through the word did the first video first video was out today dope um, was absolutely dope please check it out uh, you can just find it on youtube just search for um the ordinary amazing and filter it by the channels because then you get to the channel the youtube channel that is on otherwise i think if you search for welcome to you the 66 you'll find it um all words no numbers um, and it will be, oh, it will be, it will be on uh, theordinaryamazing.com as well. So you can check out the website. Websites had some renovations. Thank you. So, yeah, um, I believe that is a furnace uh, signing out. Thank you.